Okay, folks, welcome to this week's Fife Property Show. Now, today we're going to be talking about accurate valuations. How do you know you're actually getting the right price? Um, welcome to people on Instagram, TikTok, and we've obviously got everybody on the Facebook pages, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitter, um, yeah. to name but a few. I think we're streaming on maybe about 16 pages <laughs> all at the same time. We are time. on quite a lot this morning. Yeah, we're on quite yeah. a lot. And I think that um, you were saying earlier on your uh, live, Jim, that obviously it's good to join in and ask questions and things. But if you're not watching live, this is a really good one that could be listened back to or watched back to any time because it's always relevant, the content that we're yeah. going to cover this morning. Now, excuse the excuse the, 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 face. the face. I've got my sun cream on. <laughs> I'm out in Spain. It's uh, it's absolutely glorious, but the, the biggest challenge at this time of year in Spain, it's, uh, well, it's 26 degrees when you wake up in the morning. <laughs> I was just going to say midday, and midday, like afternoon, will be boiling. Ah, it's pretty intense, uh, definitely. So yeah. I went out for a run just beforehand, um, because obviously, as you do, you better get it in before the before it heats up a bit more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're live from Spain. Um, uh, ask any questions you want about accurate valuations. Clearly, obviously, good morning, uh, Andrea. Um, I mean, price is everything when you're selling your home. This is really what counts. Price is the most important thing. Um, um, it doesn't matter where you live, what you live in, or what condition it's in. Uh, if the price is wrong, you're out of pocket or you're stuck where you are. Um, yeah. This is key here. Interest, interestingly enough, I'm going to talk about this as well, is one of the things that goes along with price is circumstances so what I'm, what i mean by circumstances well the key here about circumstances is what is the entry date the person wants does it coincide with what you're wanting um what is is there any other particular things that are material to this uh, are important um to the buyer but maybe the seller doesn't want to accommodate that for example um, something they've got an emotional attachment to, like a piece of furniture or that. Yeah. But then all of a sudden the buyer says, well, I could make that a deal if you give me this. And this could be their, you know, side cabinet or their dressing table or, or their dining table. It's been in the family for years and years and years. And all of a sudden they're trying to frustrate the, more or less frustrate the sale by doing that, aren't they? Yeah, I was just going to say it. And, and the... The ability to for somebody to move, can like what's their availability to move? Can they move quickly? Is their buyer able to move quickly? And is that chain, if you're in a chain, um, is that going to run smoothly? That's something that's a big factor in um, a successful move as well. Yeah, I'm just replying to TikTok. I'm getting gifts. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm getting gifts. By the way, any gifts on TikTok, it goes straight to charity when it's converted to money. Yeah. So keep it coming if you want, um, more than likely, because it'll just go straight to charity anyway. Listen, Richard, um, I mean, accurate valuations are fundamental to the success of a move, aren't they? Um, yeah. But they're not an exact science. Um, you, now, they're not an exact science for most people. <laughs> but you know, when it comes down to me, it almost yeah. is an exact science. Um, you might even have noticed similar homes selling for widely different prices on the same street. That's quite a key one as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a lot... You get that a lot and people are like, oh, well, this one is sold up the street for this and it's, it's exactly the same property, but is it exactly the same property? Maybe the same build, but there might I be different parts. I have had St Andrews where I have literally put on the exact same property as another agent um, next door to me. And theirs took about eight months to sell and sold for 310000 and ours took 
three weeks to sell exactly the same property, exactly the same time, and ours went for 350000 You done one like that in St. Monans, and they were actually, I think they were right next door to each other. Oh, so I did. Yeah. The, no. Yeah, the, one of the agents got 250000 for theirs, and we got 302000 for <laughs> ours. That was some better. Exactly, well, ours was a bit smaller, and yeah. <laughs> and they're exactly the same. I, I just, I, you know, it dumbfounds me how that is. But I think it's all down to clever marketing, clever strategy, yeah. and 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 negotiations are real key skill here. I think we've got to we've got to discuss as well. So yeah. this is all a bit like a recipe. Accurate evaluations requires a delicate balance of ingredients um, for the perfect result. Now, some of the things we're going to talk about is attracting buyers in the first place, getting you the best possible price, passing the surveyor's valuation meeting your ideal move date we just touched on that securing your next dream home which is quite important as well yeah. securing your next dream home is probably the most important thing ever because a lot of people always keep saying to me what if i'm homeless and i've not got somewhere else to go and i'm like oh, you need to get out of your head you focus far too much on this and um, about this thing about you might have nowhere to go it's an impossible task about the fact that you, you will have definitely have somewhere to go. And that's a big hindrance to some people. And it does it stop them. Yeah. They're, they're too focused on the fact that they'll sell, somebody will buy their house and they won't have another house to go to. Yeah. Hear it all but the, the time. key here is, the key here is, you get an agreement or we get an agreement on your behalf from the buyer that they will wait until you find your next home. And everybody goes, how, how else can you do that? How is that entirely possible? But it is possible. The longest entry date agreement we've had is 12 months, one year. And that was only a couple of years ago we had that. And the person in that instance, so they couldn't pull out because we wanted to make that agreement cast iron. Because what happens if you get an agreement in one year, then what happens at the last minute? The person changes their mind at month 11. And then you've had it off the market for 11 months. And all of a sudden they change their mind month 11. You have to put it back on the market and then you're back to square one. So what do we do to resolve that? We immediately get concluded missive so they can't back out and we get a £10,000 non-refundable deposit. That's important. Yeah. Now, in this instance, what happened with this client was everybody agreed to that. They got their house sold. They found their next house in the, uh, about six months later and the deal was done before then. So it was brought forward by about six months. Everybody was happy. So the seller got in earlier the buyer found their dream home, knowing their budget because they know what they sold their house for. Mm -hmm. And these are all key fundamentals in that situation. Um, Chris has put a question in there, Jim. I don't know if you want to take a minute just to answer that. Um, Chris says, but isn't it the independent surveyor, not the agent, who sets the valuation based on the market? Yeah, great question, Chris. So let me cover that. It's a it's a collaboration between both parties here. Now, the, the surveyor shouldn't be just, well, let's be honest, I've seen it happen where an, an estate agent has actually said, where the surveyor said to the estate agent, because it does happen, what valuation do you want? I'm like, okay, that's not very accurate. Whereas we'll go to the surveyor and we'll say, look, we're thinking it's round about this value because this is the value because we're doing exactly what they're doing. We're looking at the comparables. So Chris, you're, you're right 
It should be independent, but we're personally, we're doing exactly what the surveyor's doing. We're looking at comparables, but we have a unique advantage. We know the current market position because what the surveyor has access to only is historical information, yeah. which could have been a house that's been sold nine agreed signed nine months ago, and it's taken nine months to appear on the register. So therefore that information is out of date and it's not reflective of the current market right now. So this is why it's important to have a collaboration between the surveyor and the estate and have that good relationship going forward yeah. at their stage and knows exactly boots on the ground what's actually happening to the market right now. Yeah. Where a surveyor yeah. yeah, where a surveyor just looks at what's happened historically. Well so, Jim, you'll have had it a lot and I've had it a lot over the years where we've got surveyors that come from out of Edinburgh and, and like out, out of town, didn't have any local knowledge and are brought in for whatever reason. And yeah. their valuations are based on do you know the comparables they use and what the, the way they're looking at is just totally wrong. And you have to advise yeah. them otherwise because we have a better local knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Boots on the ground, we know all oh, that property sold for this because and it's been sitting this long. And do you know we we've got all that information. If, I mean, we work quite closely with our surveyors and they have got a lot of local knowledge as well. But surveyors that aren't familiar with the local area. Um, they could miss value very easily. We work with a surveyor for, jeez, um, we work with our surveyors for about about 15 years. It has to be, yeah. You know, and, and the key here is, so they understand, you know, they understand that we have that good relationship of trust. I am not going to give the surveyor information which is going to skew the figures, which sometimes happens elsewhere. <laughs> we know that happens. Um, I am going to give them information that is accurate at this point in time so they can make an informed decision based on the information they have, the information we're giving them for the current market conditions. Now, the current market conditions isn't about, for the surveyor, reflective of what we think the property is going to get because we have to have clear evidence that that is what it is. So a classic example of that, well, Take, take, for example, the one in St. Lawrence you talked about. Yeah. Why is there, why was there a, over a £50,000 differential between us and another estate agent at the end result? It's because what the surveyor didn't know is right round the corner, we got two offers off the bat for Miller Terrace of 100000 more than the, 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 the actual valuation. 100000 more straight away. So that £300,000 house round the corner that he valued was £400,000. And then down at West End, we actually got £100,000 off the bat for another property at the harbour as well. He wasn't aware of that at all. Which and that's, the current, that area. that's current market conditions. So there's no way a surveyor could turn around and say, oh, by the way, your house is only worth that. And, and they probably would, based on historical information, which is inaccurate at that point in time. That's why it's more important to know what the current state of the market is and what current values of properties are going because these properties that we talked about i just said the other now well yeah. that information will not appear until about six months to a year on the land register and yet the whole market would have been i mean people would genuinely the sellers would have lost out by the way that ended up going for 110,000 more when we went to a closing date they actually were really good, the, the, the sellers. I, I want to point this out. The sellers were really good. They got 130,000 offer more, and they decided to accept an offer from somebody at 20,000 less 
because they were coming to live in the property rather than using it for a holiday home. Yeah. And just what is not from me, but just as a question that I think will probably be running through people's minds just now is that, well, if, if it's not shown on the land registry and think, can you use that as a comparable price point for the area? Absolutely. Uh, might, yes. Yeah, but yes, obviously the answer is yes. Uh, yeah, because um, because some of the information doesn't appear in the land registry until about three or four months later after it, yeah. after, actually after it concluding, actually after it getting over the line and keys handed over. And if that information if, if, if that information is key, then then the surveyor needs to know about that. And that's the advantage of having an agent who's in the know or obviously had previous sales. We just recently like that. Going back, going back, and I picked up on this a wee while ago, um, one in Kennaway, for example. So I had been out to a lot of years ago, and this is where it started, the penny started to drop, because what we'd realised, uh, why are you so sweaty? It's actually just sunscreen <laughs> in Spain, it's 26 degrees and we're sitting at half past nine in the morning. So I've got my sun cream on now because I'll be going straight to the beach after this. Uh, hence the reason why I've got my kit on. Um, okay, so, so, um, so the, the one in Kennaway, for example, um, yeah. highlighted this. Now, there was, a, I mean, it was a straightforward £100,000 property at the time, and it was a three-bedroom house. Um, but what I what I'd realised that over the wall where I'd been selling, um, I put mine on, but the surveyor went, oh, well, that went over the wall for £90,000. And I went, but this is one hundred and ten. And he said, well, why, why would you believe it would be one hundred and ten? Okay. And then I said, you're not aware, but the one across the road across the road actually was a private sale recently and i went and asked them what it went for and they showed me the paperwork and it went for a hundred and ten thousand pounds and it was exactly the same as this one i was putting on but it didn't have it, it they didn't have as big a garden right and when the surveyor saw that he went can't argue with that 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 is the current that is clear evidence because the, the key here is it's clear evidence the surveyor needs in order to do that yeah. So let's 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 roll on this because there's a lot to talk about right yeah. now. Um, our business and reputation depend on selling your home. That's key. That I mean, how much we achieve and how soon we get it. So this is what we want to talk about. I mean, so let's talk, let's talk about what you expect when we visit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Obviously, what what is there to expect when we come out to to visit the property? It's amazing that a lot of people haven't sold their house. Um, in the last 20, 30 years, and they have no idea what's going on in the current market right now, and they have no idea what to do anymore. Yeah, so, it's strange that sometimes you expect people to just be in the know as much as you are, um, and you speak to people and they have no clue about the market or the housing market, and then other people do keep up with the housing market and keep an eye on things. Um, it, but the majority of people don't, and that's what we're there for. Yeah, I'll be honest, Richard, for, for a lot of people, it's terrifying. The very prospect and thought of having to sell your house um, uh, puts fear into people because they've got an, they, they have the impression that they 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 might have to do everything, and they're afraid to ask in case they end up having to do everything. It's that fear that holds people back. So this is why we want to go right back to the basics and talk about what we do. I mean, ultimately, it's just sign the paperwork, give us the keys, let us do our job. Um, what about a solicitor? We organise that. What about a surveyor? We organise that. Um, what about this? What about that? What happens if I get an offer? We will tell you what to do and yeah. who to contact and who to speak to and all these processes. So there's a lot to cover when you invite us round to, to ask about, you know, to advise on price. And a good stage and we'll let you let you do most of the talking to get the full story of your home. This is quite interesting. This is quite interesting recently. 
Do you know I spent an, an hour listening to a person talking about their house and taking around in full detail about exactly what all their house was from start to finish, front to back, took yeah. a whole hour. And I really never said anything at all. Now, what I was a bit surprised about was every time his partner interrupted, he was like, can you just leave this to me? <laughs> and then actually closing the door on them. It's like, what? What's going on here? I, I genuinely thought, this is really rude. I feel like just walking away from this. Um, but I let it go, and and, and, I, and I spent an hour absorbing all this information because I thought all this information is key for me to do this this personal property tour and to do these videos and walkthroughs. So that's why I take and digest all that information. And then I spent a, a, a wee while after it and talking about the rest of it. And I got to the end of it, and, and I went, yeah, that's fantastic. Next one came in and all the rest of it, and they didn't instruct me. And what they said was, I didn't listen enough. <laughs> <laughs> like really i think i know your house start to finish from yeah. brick upwards from the foundation and uh and you know you you you, you can't convince a, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still yeah um, i mean so, so we're, we're, not gonna, we're not going to convince everybody that we're the right person to do no. the job i i was just dumbfounded at the fact that i could i could have literally i could have literally taking him back for a whole hour and told him all about his house again because I'm I absorbed information like a like a like a computer everything yeah, just relayed it all back to him like that but yeah, the, the last part is so important and it's like I could walk into an appointment and I could talk for the whole for a whole hour to them but I, I, need, I need to stop myself because I know that listening to them and what they've got to tell me and tell and, and you're the same Jim obviously I know you could go in and speak to for as long as you like but you need to listen to the to the clients and, and listen to their journey and what their plans are and all sort of thing about the property. So first things first, get the kettle in. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you always do, Jim? Yeah, bring, listen, bring your own team. See that? Get the kettle on. And I'm like, that's a bit rude. <laughs> it's like, I often get offered a, a cup of tea or coffee or that, but I do carry decaffeinated coffee. I do carry peppermint tea because that's the only two things I drink. And and very, very little people actually have these um, for that reason. So um, so they don't they don't drink it. So I don't want to make them feel awkward. So I carry it with me anyway, peppermint tea bags and uh, decaffeinated coffee. So if you're, if you're asking if you're getting me around sometime, you know what to stock up on. Um, and, 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 and then then the next thing I'll probably ask somebody uh, straight away is, why am I here? Yeah. Now, this actually is quite important. Um, and, and, I'm, and, and I'm looking different directions because I'm, I'm engaging with three, <laughs> three different cameras at the same time here. Um, this is important. Why? Why am I here? And and people often say, "Well, you're here at the value of the house and possibly sell the house." And it's like, yeah, okay, but but what is your motivation for selling? Why why am I here? Why do you want to sell? Because often at the end of the conversation, or or, or on occasion at the end of the conversation, once I've got to the end of it, and once I've got to the end of the valuation of the property there's a decision made not to sell the house because I've basically relayed back their information to them about about why they're needing to move reasons. And yeah. yeah they've seen the sense and it's like why would they need to move a case in point was recent um, was maybe well let's say recently maybe about two or three months ago I went to see a lady and she wanted to remove to move because the house wasn't adequate for her husband's needs now because um he was you know he was dementia and, and Alzheimer's and so that was that was on track to, for this to happen I need to do it now 
before. And I went, okay, so what seems to be the problem then? Because this is the reason that you're moving. That is the only reason that you're moving, because she absolutely loves where she is. So I says, okay, so what is it you're concerned about? He might go upstairs. I went, okay. And she, she's wary of him falling. I says, okay. Now, as, can you be self-contained on one floor? I said, yeah. So the bathroom's on one floor. There's a bedroom on one floor. The living room's on one floor. The kitchen's on one floor. And then you can get easily outside the back, which is all enclosed and more or less walled with a with a lockable gate. Yeah. So there's nowhere to go. Okay. So it says, why do you not just put a door, a lockable door on the, on, on the bottom of the stairs? Why do you not just install that? And she says, well, what about downstairs? I went, why do you not install a lockable door on the downstairs as well? Because it was, it was, you know, it was a downstairs and there was an upstairs, but everything on this level, the mid level, um, was actually was actually self-contained. You could actually live there. And yeah. she loved where she was and she didn't really want to move. And I said, well, for the price of putting a, a lockable door here and a lockable door there, literally a thousand pounds at the very most, it will probably be less, but for a thousand quid, you don't need to move. And you know, at the end of that conversation, she was dumbfounded. She says, I don't. She says she was she was she couldn't believe it. She says, but why? Why did you you're not a state agent? You're here. Why would you go want to sell the house? There is no other agent that would do that. But my my objective is not to sell your house if that's not the right answer based on the, the facts that you discussed with me. Now it's not my opinion, it's just I'm really in back what you're saying. I'm giving you the potential solutions for what you could do. And it's entirely up to yourself whether you want to do that. So that's usually the first question I ask everybody when I come in the door is, why am I here? Yeah, and that's the importance of getting people's story and the back and the background and their actual reasons that they're intending to, to move. Next, what I do is give them the tour of the property, point out all your favourite things. All the favourite things that you bought that property for in the beginning is exactly the reason why the next person is going to buy it because they're probably going to be in the position you were originally in when you bought it so that's why it's important for me to find out what's all your favorite corners home improvements that you've done of anything uh, and anything that can be used as a selling point why you moved to this area i loved the schools it was fantastic for my children at the time now they've all grown up i don't need the property anymore i just need to relocate or downsize or i need to move closer to them that is a big big issue here when people are getting a lot older they want to be closer to their family, especially if they've got young young children and they've got grandchildren. And um, so they don't they want to be with them. But they also want to provide childcare as well, because that's an important thing for them. Yeah, I hear that a lot as well. Uh, yeah, we get that a lot, don't we? So yeah. that's why we would that's why people will sell, and these are all things we want to talk about. Probably probably the next one is finally it's it's sitting back and uh, and chatting about the current market. Notice how the house sale in the current market is the third least important thing yeah. in here. Um, uh, you know, because that isn't the most important thing. The most important thing is the seller's circumstances and why are they selling in the first place? And is, is, that, the, is that the right decision for them? And then we could talk about the house. Because a house will, a house will effectively, any house will sell itself. The most important thing is what price you're going to get and circumstances surrounding it. And, and that's why it's important to know the journey that the person wants to take. So I, so we 
and I particularly, for me personally, just talking to myself, uh, talking about myself, is, and you do the same, Richard, anyway, mm-hmm. is I can take them from, from where they are right now to where they want to be. Because in between is where all the pain points and stresses are. And we need to minimise the pain points and stresses as much as possible. Because they are there. And some people just inflict that on themselves regardless. Even though you don't need to be stressed about anything, some people just worry. And it's about alleviating that pain and that stress on someone. And that's why we need to get the shortest, shortest distance from A to B. So tell me what you want and I'll show you how I'll deliver it. How we get there, yeah. And some people believe me. That's it. Some people don't. More fool them, I'm afraid. Because that's what I'm here for. That's what my job is. Yeah. And I think when you go through all those stages, and, and obviously people, um, when they're foreign to have their property valued, and they must they might suspect that in their mind, it's valuation that's the main thing. And then yeah. they might think in the agent's mind, valuation is the main thing they're going to be talking about. But as you've just demonstrated there, it's not. It's about it's about the whole background of why they're moving and their circumstances and whether they're actually moving is right for them. But and it's funny what you say there, Jim. Apart from the guy that you, you had uh, previously, by the time you say goodbye, you should you should feel like your agents thoroughly listen to you and that their advice makes you com- a complete sense. Do you know what you mean? They've explained yeah. everything completely, clearly to you, um, and then obviously then they have giving you everything that you need to, to then hopefully make a move if that is the decision that you, you decide to do yeah live and die by your reputation the most important thing to me is my reputation it's yeah. not the money not the money at all it's the reputation that comes with it that's the most important thing to me and delivering the result that you want and probably exceeding your expectations are just as important as that for me mm-hmm. then the money's yeah. a byproduct of doing your job well that's yeah. all it's down to Interestingly enough, uh, TikTok, have you seen the have you sold the same house twice? Yes, I absolutely have. Um, there's no much else I can say about that. I'm just giving you an answer. Um, okay, so the, by the time we say goodbye, you should feel thoroughly listened to and that our advice makes complete sense um, for everyone and everything and you hope to achieve in your move itself. Um, right, Richard, can we talk about comparing similar and nearby homes? Do you want to talk yes. about that? Yeah, because this is a valuation, and that, like I say, it is probably the, the, the thing that's at the forefront of everybody's mind when property valuation is booked, uh, because, well, ultimately, they're coming to value the property. We have just demonstrated there's a lot more involved in that. But while your home will have its own personality, yeah. uh, looking at the performance of similar and nearby properties is an essential measure uh, in getting your asking price right. And it's something that we do as part of our process to to bring together the comparable... Hold it. Hold it. Yep. Surely the asking price is just a home report. No. <laughs> but that's how it's that's how it's key, isn't it? That's an interesting question. Because a lot of people immediately say, but the asking price will be the home report. Well, hold on and we'll tell you different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as we as we explained, the comparable properties, even in the same street, can can differ. Even if you see from the outset, maybe they look like the exact same property. They're not always the same property. And um, previous sales and what is actually uh, what the property is actually made up of um, contribute into what the end valuation will be. Yeah. Buyers are viewing the competition every day, and surveyors need to provide rock solid evidence. And you spoke about that, uh, Jim. The facts and the evidence. Must be rock solid. Um, yeah, they have to provide rock solid evidence to mortgage lenders so that their valuation their valuation is made up 
of many factors. Now, these all these factors include uh, comparing the location, the accommodation, the condition, and any unique qualities of similar properties that were currently marketed and have recently just sold. And I think that I think that's important. Obviously, recently just sold. You said that, Jim, about there might be sales that go on for nine, ten, twelve months even. Um, yeah. And have, have the, the price has been agreed a long time before that. And that's the difficulty. That's why the surveyor can't see what's sold. And and believe it or not, I used to say, well, what about that when it's sold with other one other agent? And he went, I can't get access to that information. They won't tell me. And I'm like, what? Really? Wow. So uh, often I'll maybe now and again I'll just knock on the door of the seller and just tell them, <laughs> I'm just just wondering what you sold for. We're going to be putting one across, and they're more than obliging. So that's how we get that information. And to me, that's rock solid information. Uh, yeah. Remember, I'm a I'm an auditor and and an accountant by trade and, and industry. So so backing up your figures and having rock solid evidence is key and fundamental, especially as an investor as well in property for the last thirty years. So if you can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt where that information is coming from, it's just an opinion. And, and mm -hmm. banks don't work on opinions, either do surveyors. No, no, definitely not. And and also checking the, the actual current, the current market. I mean, what's on the market, what's under offer and, and giving yourself a full market overview. Now, that would be like, I mean, reviewing the, the portals that the main ones like Rightmove and Zoopla and seeing what's actually out there. And, and currently selling and under offer at the moment. That's an important factor in that as well. Yeah. And then, like I said, obviously, looking at how long homes have been on for sale and how fast offers were agreed. You could see the amount of time that properties have been on the market. And that's a key point as well, because there's a lot of factors that could um, be instrumental in the, the, the reasoning for a property sitting so long on the market. This is um, where it's quite important to have access to that information. Yeah. And, and you have to pay for that. And a lot of estate agents don't have that access to the information because they can't afford to pay for it. Um, and so we get, we get access to their sales um, and their sales information. Um, and, and most people will say, but surely you'd see the sold house prices. Yeah, you can see the sold house prices when they come up finally on the register, but we could potentially see way in advance what a property is actually going for um, before it actually appears there first. Um, and and there's, way, there's ways to do that again. Coming back to competition, one of the things I, I used to do in, in, in industry was actually assess our competitors and get access to their information um, in ways which were which were okay to do. <laughs> Let's just say that. But they just didn't know what was happening. I thought you were going to say controversial, but no. No, no. Yeah, well, no. to some people it can be controversial, but but you know, completely legit to do. Um, it's amazing what people will tell you if you ask them. It's mm -hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. a smart. You know, I'm, I'm I'm I'll not go in, I'll not digress into it. It's like, you know, it's 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 amazing that you know, if you ask somebody something, they'll just go, they'll just blurt out yeah, and tell you. And you're like, wow, you're just telling me all that information, and I'm I'm literally your competitor. Um, yeah. but but people don't know that's happening but that's that 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 is good negotiation that is, mm -hmm. that is where people do not understand what's actually happening when you come to negotiate with them um, they don't realize and they've given all the way that key data that's why it's important to have your estate agent representing you and not try to do it yourself but I really mean a world-class stage, and I yeah. don't mean just a, oh, we started three months ago, or we started last week, or something like that. It's like, 
we are an estate agent. Hey, anybody can start as an estate agent and call themselves an estate agent. Uh, not everybody deserves to be named the, 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 the definition of an estate agent. But hey-ho, uh, that's, that's how the system works. Yeah, I think it takes time and a built-up knowledge over time and expertise and uh, years of experience. Yeah, it does. Years of experience and even now, continuous learning um, is the most mm -hmm. important thing in our industry. Uh, continuous learning all the time, uh, keeping abreast of the current situation, um, knowing exactly where the market is right now. You know, are we looking at fixed prices now? Are we looking at offers over prices now? Are we still looking at um, are we still looking at roundabout home report value now? Are we still getting over the home report value? These are all things I like to talk about direct with clients and do updates on my, on my, on my Sunday night update. There's a plug for tomorrow night show. Yeah. Um, on my Sunday night update, I do talk about that where we are and, and how I can how I can run two different systems in order to assess which one which one performs better. Um, so I can make sure the property is exposed to a bigger, larger market, but also targeting the exact people it should be going to, um, the people that are actually potentially going to buy this property rather than actually just doing a scattergun effect. But yeah. but that's that's clever marketing, clever clever retargeting strategy, um, which which I'll, I'll be honest, probably nobody else would know about. Mm -hmm. Is how Cambridge Analytica got the influence of Brexit election, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, when we're talking about the compar the comparisons and, and the back work and things that you do, uh, like I say, it's looking at offers, um, how fast offers are agreed, and whether properties are stuck on the market, and and whether they've been reduced in price as well, and and asking asking yourself why, and looking at the reasons yeah. why that is, were they overvalued to begin with? Were, do you know what I mean? Is the marketing strategy they've got with the current agent maybe not right? There's a lot of things, but doing the homework first is why agents can often give you the price when they are there at your visit but it can also show whether valuations are accurate uh, or too low or, or or possibly overinflated and, and you see it happening and that's one of the things if a valuation is overinflated at the, at the beginning and the market's good then you will see it you'll see that the the property then has to be reduced in line with what it should have been initially so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to do in that whole market it's a constant strategy just now isn't it where where agents are still going out and they overvalue and then, then the next, the, the only, the only one club approach. Does that sound familiar for the current government with inflation? <laughs> the one club approach just increase base rates, not sort of inflation. No, it won't. I'll tell you tomorrow night why it won't. Um, the one club approach is reduce the price, reduce the price, reduce the price. Not let's look at a different strategy. Let's look at a different strategy. So let's discuss a quick thing about strategy. Strategy coming soon. As soon as we sign a property up, a coming soon goes on. Uh, then the pre-portal uh, happens from there as well. That's the next strategy. And then it finally goes on websites, and that's where everybody else starts. So we've been two different strategies before we even get there yeah. in order to test and, and uh, evaluate the current position of that property and the demand for that property in order to assess exactly what it will be like when it actually hits the websites, for example. And that's where everybody else starts. So we're doing two things before there in order yeah. to assess that and test that um, way beforehand. And, and I don't think a lot of people actually understand, well, they don't understand that because that's the dynamics behind it. Um, it they would be an estate agent if they did, uh, but that's why they that's why they get us in to do it. Yeah. And then and then to follow on from uh, property comparisons and things, the next thing is, is understanding price per square foot, um, which a that's lot of- That's a surveyor's thing, eh? 
it is a severe thing. And a lot of agents in that, and especially new agents, won't really value in this way. It is a severe thing, really. Um, and severs have been using a price per square foot formula for decades um, to advise mortgage lenders yep. um, on if an agreed price is uh, the right uh, in the right arena. And buyers are also very uh, tuned into local values. So, however, not every home in, in Fife has the same price per square foot. And this is an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, and, and what's some of the things we're going to cover in this section, Jim? Um, because there's a lot you need to take into account when it comes to square footage. I think the, the smaller homes often have higher prices per square foot or prices per square meter, depending on your metric or imperial still. Um, let's no, let's no, let's no um, let's, uh, discriminate between metric and imperial. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just include both. Um, <laughs> um, and the areas that concentrated uh, value, like kitchens and bathrooms, take up a larger percentage of the floor space. Yeah. So it's actually quite difficult. It's a bone of contention I have with a lot of surveyors when they talk about price per square meter because it's like a nice nuke, it's like three and a half thousand pounds per, per square meter. And then if you multiply that and you divide it by the other one, and I go, yeah, that's fine. We can get to that. And that's very, very structured, which is which floats my boat, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but also, it then conflicts with this other method, which is what's currently on the market and what's currently selling and what I'm yeah. selling around the corner and what I'm selling off the road. And it says, so it conflicts with that completely. If it agrees with that, then we've got a consensus. Definitely. So I'm looking at three or four different places and different ways I do things in terms of the valuation in order to come up with a with the the midpoint between that valuation. And if all these if, if these four different things actually go into alignment with each other, um, then the sun, the moon, the stars have actually aligned, and we've got a valuation. And yeah. I tell you what, it's spot on. Nobody can yeah. argue with it. Banks can't even argue with it either. That's why I've been more or less every single time I've approached the bank as an investor for years, the banks never said no, because you can't, these things and they can't argue happen. at all. And even when the bank think they're right, guess what? They're wrong. And they know they're wrong and they have to admit it because then I just provide all the evidence to show them they're wrong. And, and that, that's key. And that's key. That's, that's a key fundamental skill. Yeah. But that's experience and expertise that does that, but it's also my background in industry as an accountant and an, an, an analytic person and a statistician. Um, yeah. And that, that wealth of experience comes with me, and that's why I'm able to advise. So it's the added value in the process that you're giving the customer as you're there. I often go to customers, by the time I've finished this conversation, you've got all the value out of me that's basically justified my fee. So when mm -hmm. you're paying me, you're more or less getting me for free. Yeah, because everything you've just gave them at that appointment. Aye, it's, it's, it's like, it's no me that says that. I get that all the time. It's like, yeah. wow, I never knew I didn't need to do that. I never knew I didn't need to do that. I never knew about this. I never knew about that. And it's like, well, more or less, I've probably saved you more than what yeah. I would actually charge you in the first place. And all those nuggets of information that you're providing them with has come from years and years of experience and knowledge. And, yeah, and years and years of experience and knowledge. Yeah. And, and, and then I get the usual people who think, oh, I can just take that and go for the cheapest agent possible. And I'm like, no, no, no. You don't understand what comes next. Mm -hmm. That's what delivers the result. And it's only me that could actually do that or our system because the system's been built on the advice I've just given you. Yeah. No other system is built like that. Our system is very proprietary, it's all white labelled, so no one knows where it's come from, what it is, 
and how it's put together. That's the most important thing. So you can't replicate that ever. No one in the whole of the world could ever replicate what we do because they don't understand where it comes from. Anyway, let's go back to square foot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite interesting. You see that like, uh, square footage uh, on homes, uh, smaller homes have a higher price per square footage. Yeah. So, but then square footage um, doesn't consider uh, other factors, like obviously like you talk about the East Nuke, if you've got- It's incredible views, isn't it? Yeah. It's obviously. the views, it's the precise locations, the interior design that comes yeah. with it. Um, the very fact that because it's much fit, ready to go, um, someone does not put, need to put their hand in their pocket to actually spend any more money over and above. So therefore, they can mortgage it up to the hill. And some people do because it's still very affordable for them to do that because of the deal that they get from the bank. Uh, remember, banks are actually still very affordable in comparison to what they were before. You know, I remember the days it was 15% interest rates. Um, I don't think that I'll ever return, to be honest. Um, yeah, well, we'll almost get to double digits, I think. I'll have a sneaking suspicion that that's what will happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, I'll talk about that tomorrow night. Sunday show, some very, some very back home. Um, so, yeah, the double height spaces, the, the large ceilings are very, very important. A lot, of, a lot of people walk into these older properties. They've been there for about sixty years, and you walk into the living rooms, and it's not just a four by four. It's like wow, it's almost yeah. a three and a half meter ceiling. Uh, now, to a lot of people, it, it, it blows them away. And then you see the ornate cornice and all the features that come with it. That's what that's what delivers. That's what makes people want it. No one buys a property for the features. And what I mean by features is it's got, it's got four bedrooms, it's got three receptions, it's got you know a conservatory off the back. They don't buy it for that. Ultimately, they buy it for the benefits. Mm -hmm. Is what what it, what it will give them. That's the most important thing. Yeah. So these are all the configurations that we talk about: the heights, yeah. the ceiling heights, um, and all the rest of it. So that's the, that's the things we're going to talk about. So while prices per square foot are a useful guide in square meters uh, for formulating asking prices, negotiating higher offers for buyers, the individual characteristics of a home is probably the most important thing ever. This is what we used to talk about with the EPCs. Yeah, nobody gave a damn about the EPCs. Nobody care. Oh, I've got an FEPC. I couldn't care less. I love the home. Yeah. It's like now it's become a bit more prominent and important because everybody's now focusing on it and the higher energy costs. So that's that's quite important to have an energy efficient house now. Um, so reading the market is also nice, nice and important. On the top of the size, location, features of your home, the state of your property market is, is in it and five will inevitably influence the offers and, and the wider field. This all applies to everywhere else in, in the whole of the UK. Probably applies to everywhere else in the whole of the world because this is how valuations are actually done. Um, so inevitably influence the offers you receive and the price you sell for will be the most important thing. Uh, when the market's hot, you can ask for almost anything you like. But buyers become extremely price sensitive when the market starts to cool, which is round about now. It's just going to say like what like at the moment. Yeah, like the moment. Um, uh, but I tell you what, the market in Fife is still quite hot in comparison. And again, I'll talk about that tomorrow night um, at 7.30 on the weekly update. So this means we need to balance out factors like, for example, tangible real-life concerns, including interest rates, uh, lending criteria, inflation, the cost of living, uh, the job certainty, which will affect affordability, um, affordability and sentiment and, com and confidence. Um, the media is always predicting a crash. I tell you what, 
if you talk a lot about it long enough, the market will crash. And then yeah. you'll have all these idiots coming in, and I will say idiots, because even even opinion, even idiots have opinions. They all come in and go, I told you so. And it's like, well, you you told me six years ago. And it's like at some point you will be right. Um so I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm going to say that the market's going to crash. <laughs> Let's go. But, but because see, in 10 years' time, I'm going to come back to the show and I'm going to go, I told you 10 years ago it was going to crash. It's like, no, it won't. There's a huge amount of factors why the market won't crash. And I, and I can't go into huge detail here because we'll be here for another hour. The shows, are quite, the shows are quite good for that, though, because if we think, if we look back in 2022, uh, 2020, sorry, coming into 2021, um, and you made the prediction that obviously there was a lot of talk about things just going to go south, and yeah. we had we had the best year ever after that. Oh, boom! Yeah, I saw it coming. Yeah, and but and it's know. on and it's on. It's recorded on on. What do I know? I saw there was going to be no recession. I saw interest rates were still going to go up. I saw inflation was going to go to control, and yet the economic think tanks still get it wrong. It's amazing it's like maybe you should have just asked me for advice <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that big-headed yeah. I'm, on plane, I'm on the plane by the way if anybody's actually thinking oh can't stand that guy he's so full of himself it's like no i'm only just having a laugh here um people that know, know that but, but that comes uh, down to supply and demand jim yeah um, and even in a low prices can hold surprisingly firm uh, if there's a shortage in homes. And that's exactly what's happening in Fife. Yes. There's an extreme shortage of properties right now still in comparison to what there was pre-pandemic. Um, pre-pandemic, it was like 1,200 properties available for sale right across Fife. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to quickly jump on Zoopla. Uh, I'm not going to get this up on the screen because it takes too much messing about, actually. Uh, I'm going to quickly jump on Zoopla. I'm going to do Fife. I'm going to put it in. and I'm going to look at the market. I'm going to search. And we have 833 properties on the market available for sale. What does that tell you straight away, Richard? Shortage of supply. Yeah. Prices will hold as a result. If not, some properties will still continue to go higher in terms of the end result. Um, all depending on affordability and and the uh, the mortgage. Uh, I mean, if people's not using an option, a mortgage option, then affordability is going to be straightforward for them because it's going to be cash in the bank. That's why it's important to qualify the seller um, before they actually before they even get through the door, so you know what position they're in. Um, so it's worth remembering that the market consistently consistently does the unexpected. Yeah. You've just heard that right now. Everybody thinks it's crashing. In actual fact, restriction supply restriction supply is the biggest problem in fight right now, and it's maintaining the house price the house prices and keeping that value locked in uh, when COVID hit with lockdown the dire economic predictions everyone decided it was a great time to buy and, and that's what drove it as well um so where's let's talk about um, the final thing for us finding extra value richard yeah. let you know find the extra value what's that all about yeah i mean to find extra value i mean if you if, you, if you've got a good estate agent they will look beyond what they see when they visit your home to find opportunities to get you more money and, and ultimately yeah. get you the sale price at the end that's going to allow you to to move forward find your your further dream home um and get you that right the right price uh, yeah. and there's many proven techniques that can increase your final selling price by thousands um and i mean some of them might include just maybe decluttering your property 
uh, decorating, giving your spare room a purpose, you know, like obviously we had a lot of uh, working from home, people looking for studies on the back of lockdown and things, um, and introducing some well-chosen uh, seasonal styling touches. And we've done a lot of shows and things that promote that. Um, mm -hmm. There's one show, obviously, if you were looking at making an adaptations and things, and it's getting um, permission for your local authority and things. We've got the um, the link in the blog to this this show that links back to a previous show, and it's uh, the how to get use uh, planning permission to boost your home's value. That's quite I've a good got, one. I've got quite a few people actually going through um, consultation with our, our our consultants because we've got a, we've got a consultant that used to head the planning department, used to run the yeah. planning department at the council. Um, so he knows exactly what boxes to tick and he can get things pushed through a lot better. Um, and while an architect was telling him recently, oh, it's, like, it's going to cost you about £4,000 to get that plan in for that. I'm like, no, 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 you can just get a, you can get a decision in principle. <laughs> you don't need to actually go through the motions. You can just get a, yeah, that seems plausible um, in the very beginning. So there's three different levels of approval you can get from the planning department for that for the for for something to get to tick the box and um, mm -hmm. so i've actually got them in touch with them and they're going to get that over the line and from there they'll be able to they'll be able to add a bit of value because somebody's going to come along immediately and say wow I could, I, i've got the option to do that that could be perfect for me and and it's only a few hundred pounds to do it and um, to get that option in place and I, I think it will add significant value but more importantly it'll probably be a bigger reach because they're able to get they're able to get an extra a bit of a, a, an extra extension to, to make the property bigger if somebody wants to wants to have that um, amazing views by the way in this property yeah but but that's another story interestingly enough um trucker lad <laughs> on TikTok said even a broken clock is right twice a day <laughs> that's, good that's, that's, that's a good one. one that's very applicable to what people yeah. talk about the now uh colleen actually says there um east nuke is 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 the best views i, I would absolutely agree spectacular views definitely along the east nuke yeah so finding extra value as well as all about exposing hidden wild factors like pruning a hedge to reveal a view yeah we did that um in pitman right in the back we're overlooking the fields it was all overgrown the hedge i said to her you need to trim that hedge straight away to get that view yeah, i says i could still walk out and squeeze in between the hedge and go by the way there's a view when i'm doing your video but if you trim that hedge you're going to see that from the back of the window and that's going to blow everybody away and, and that added a huge amount of value just for just for showing that view and there was a lot of interest in that property for that reason so these are the sort of things uh, a good estate you can advise you in terms of what you do what you need to do opening covered fireplaces uh, exposing feature walls yeah especially in St. Monans. Wow. Some of these walls have actually been just uh, um, um, uh, plasterboarded yes. or skinned. Uh, plasterboarded, I think, more than likely is what they've done. Um, so yes. it's a case that you could expose that wall and it looks absolutely beautiful. You know, this, the slate that you fit in, the slab, yeah. no just brick, it's slate slabs um, all the way through there. And it's like when they took that, when they opened that up and took that, that and, and exposed that wall, it was like, oh my God. Why would anybody want to have covered that up in the first place? I, I just couldn't, have, I could not believe that. But when we exposed that wall and you saw it, it was absolutely amazing. And the photographs made it absolutely brilliant as well. And that that was almost sold within the snap of a fingers, <laughs> genuinely. Yeah. As soon as I walked around that and did the video and put it on, um, you had people jumping straight away. And I think that's the I think that's the great thing about doing video walkthrough and actually talking it up and the pre-portal and personal property tour because 
people are actually getting a real good insight into um, so by the time they actually commit to coming around, they know they're almost they know they're more than halfway there to, to yeah, you're going to be buying this house or you're going to be making some sort of offer. Uh, and we're we're possibly going to be doing a deal. Um, yeah. so it's more quality rather than quantity that we're after. We're after the right people and getting that right person and qualifying them through every all these steps. So it's not to waste the seller's time. Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want is 50 people through your ah, I've got 50 people through your door. But one person can buy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's you need to be in position. Yeah. But one person can buy, and that person doesn't he even have the the budget to actually buy that property. But it's amazing how many how many estates and so on. So just let everybody go through the door. Um, you know, just to, just to provide some excitement to their seller. It's like no, no, no. That's no what we're about. We're about adding the value and getting the right price at the end. And the circumstances uh, match to that. So. Exposing the hidden wow factors, as I said before, opening covered fireplaces, moving furniture as well for the lines of sight. It's yeah. amazing that people will put a, something right in front of their bay window and it just overpowers it. Or they'll put something right at the back of the, you know, a big, huge high chair at the back of the dining table so you don't actually see it in a photograph. And I think as well, a lot of people, when they've lived with something in a, in a certain position, they just become used to it. And it takes somebody from outside to come in and point it out and say look this is this needs to go here it would be better here just to create like you say better sight lines and and that that element of space yeah. within a property because it makes viewing and listing pictures and everything look so much better i think it spices up the photographs the descriptions not to mention the conversions or the conversations that have come out of it as well yeah um and and video is essential in that capacity now i don't yeah. mean video as in a video with music God, you may as well just have the photographs because that's all it tells a buyer. It needs to be a proper talk up. It needs to be a walkthrough. Incidentally, somebody actually said to me the other day, it's like, my house isn't really that great. That's why I'm not really keen on having a video on it. I go, that's fine. I'll just stand outside the front of the property and I'll actually talk about it and talk about what's in the area and in order to get somebody interested in it. And then they can click on the link and see everything from there if you don't want everything exposed. So... The video was still to be done and still able to be done. And then I was able to show it places in the area where it actually all worked for them. And, and I tell you what, that had about three people jump in straight away. I hadn't even gone in the property, by the way. Three people jump in straight away and it sold for an astronomical price. And that's purely because of what you've done to promote what it is and where it is. Of course, I, t as I, I keep going back all the time, Richard, you've hit the nail on the head by saying that every single time. No one buys your property for the features because they can get a four bedroom, they can get a three bedroom, they can get a two reception, they can get a conservatory, they can get a sunroom, they can get a view at the back. They can get all these things from another property. Mm -hmm. What they'll buy it for is the benefits to them and what it will give to them. Can you get it across? And a proper message to them that they could they could imagine themselves living in this property before they've actually been to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's skill. Definitely, that's added value. That is an exceptional result at the end. That is world class estate agency at its best. Yeah, I had the exact kind of situation you're talking. About. Just yesterday, actually, I spoke to a woman. Uh, I'm going out to see her and she was totally under underselling the property. She's like, I'm not really selling this property yet, but I know what it is and where it is. I said, don't worry about that. She was she was getting too caught up with the wee nitty gritty things in it. I said, don't worry about them. Um, 
and, and I'll do just what you were saying when, it, when I go out there and, and we'll have a chat. But I know that it'll be fine because of what it is and where it is. Perfect. And that's it. Thanks very yeah. much for coming on the show, Richard. Thanks for everybody else. Thanks for the people on TikTok contributing. Also, people on TikTok actually giving the gifts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> as I said, TikTok, it all goes to Charlie anyway. Um, Instagram as well, and everybody on the Facebook channels, on yeah. YouTube, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, um, and every other channel we could think of, I think, if it's, if it's, <laughs> if it's there, we're on it somewhere <laughs> at some point in time. Yeah, and I get all these social media experts. I get all the social media experts coming in and saying, oh, I could get you further reach and, and I could put out more content for you. I says, you put more than 600 pieces of content out every single week on all your channels, <laughs> and they'll go, you're putting out 600 pieces of content on all your channels every week. And I went, absolutely. I went, wow, um, I'll just leave you to get on with it then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then when Meta's, when Meta's actually, actually asking you how we're doing things and asking for advice, I, I just keep tight-lipped because Meta will then discuss it with everybody else and tell them yeah. what to do. <laughs> so when, they, when they're saying, it's like, how are you doing that? And how are you managing to get people to stay on a channel? It's usually 30 seconds to a minute, but how are people staying with you for a whole hour? How is that possible? We get, that's what happens. It's engagement. But, but it's, it's taken time and skill to develop. Where, where we are just now with social media. Don't tell them. No, no <laughs> Don't tell them. You're just telling them now. They could be watching. <laughs> anyway, but no, that's great. And thanks everybody for watching. And if you're catching up on the podcast or the reruns, um, then still feel free to message us if there's anything you want to Podcast reruns, if you're not on a social media channel, you want to share it with somebody, go on the YouTube channel. YouTube, yeah. You can pick up from there on the weekly shows playlist as well. Um, but every single morning, we are up to episode 147. We've been doing this every single Saturday for three years almost. Who That's would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? No. Three years has passed, and we've been doing this every single week, come hell up by war. Hence the reason why I'm sitting in Spain right now and still doing this. It's a yep. commitment of said to, for people so they got knowledge will empower them to make proper decisions this is why we're doing this yeah and and from spain tomorrow jim you will be doing the market update at 7 30 hour time 7 30 uk time 8 30 yeah. martin when you cross over from portugal to spain it just goes an hour forward so i could get up at 6 30 in the morning and be in portugal for six <laughs> time travel <laughs> uh, and also and also we will be doing the wealth creation show monday 12 30 that's episode 80 we're on jim wow. show on monday and we're doing financial independence versus financial freedom financial freedom that's that the one journey, that whole journey to financial freedom we'll be discussing so the, the wealth creation show is going to be a good one because because you're discussing and debating financial independence aren't you yeah yeah, and I'm on the side of financial freedom. Yeah, so we're up for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> so tune in twelve thirty wealth creation show on okay. Monday as well. So seven thirty yeah. tomorrow night update twelve thirty yeah. uh, wealth creation show and until next time, guys. Uh, we're five properties TV. Bye bye, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Bye.